Boost contains adult themes and language. Listener beware. Welcome to another episode of Boozed, where we get supernatural and shit-faced. I am Camille, and I am here with... This is Sydney, your co-host for (laughs) Boozed. What? Are you a flight attendant? What was that? Oh my god, that did sound like a flight attendant. (laughs) It's okay, we're keeping it. We're keeping it. Where, Where are the exits on the plane? This is Sydney. Um, the exits are clearly marked. Uh, if you follow the lights going all the way down the row, you'll see that the exits are here, here, and back there. Mm. I feel I feel like good job. I think the voice was there. I think you have to do the two finger and so the full hand is the two finger kind of directional. Make sure you do. put your mask on before assisting others. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very important these days, wear a goddamn mask. That is a good question. Now, how am I supposed to put... I gotta take my mask off and then put the <laughs> other mask on and then put take your mask off and then put the other mask on you. I mean, people, I feel, very rarely get it correct anyway, so to add another layer... But then, of course, you're going to have that person who puts the mask over their mask and just defeating the entire purpose of the exercise. Breathe deep. If you're that person, just take huge breaths. (laughs) (laughs) We will eat you first like it's the movie Alive. Okay? Thank you. Wow. Um, You're the first person in the Donner Party. Out for blood today. Donner party of three. Donner party of three. Hello. Your table is ready. Um, Anyway. Hi, Sydney. Hi. How are you today? (laughs) I'm doing very well today. How are you? I'm doing great. We got our hike in this morning. We did. Got to see you like person to person in up close in person. Yeah. It was in the first like in six months, right? I think so. I haven't seen you since you dropped those muffins off to me. <laughs> yeah, that's been a while. I think that was like that was March, or, April, or March, April. Yeah, it's been a minute. But yeah, that was fun. We had a nice little hike today, and now we're going to record a little episode. Um, it'll be a big good time. How? How? What's What's going on in your <laughs> world? Uh, what's going on in my world? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly getting back to work. Yay. As safely as I possibly can. I am a a pro, I'm pro multiple mask. (laughs) No one's gonna. You were wearing, you were wearing like five. I was wearing three masks. Okay. That's close to rounding up, rounding up. 
That's what I'm doing. I will be wearing five masks on uh, October 13th when I go vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And I will have a face shield on. Ooh. Uh, and I'll have some mace on me. Possibly a knife. Oh, God. Because I don't oh. know if there's going to be poll watchers or what the deal is with that. But mm. uh, don't try to run up. Oh, me and my mama. <laughs> if you run up, you will get done up. Don't let my very delightful voice fool you. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm always an advocate of having a knife. I had two knives. Camille had two. Today. She's talking about my three masks. She had two knives for whatever reason at our 1130 hike today. There's nothing out Listen. there but families and people moving rocks. Where where are bodies typically found? In people's on hiking trails. trails. That's not true. Where where do where do all the Law and Order SVU episodes start? Oh, she went for a hike. She went for a jog. Everybody's dead in Central Park. That doesn't count. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like that's prime murder territory, and I don't want to be a victim. I don't want to be a victim, so I carry knives. She was our. She was the protective end of our walk today. So I appreciate you know you coming prepared. I didn't even drink water or eat food to do this hike i just i had my water pack i had knives yeah see this is just how i am i did sign up to be a poll worker but they've they text me today asking if i was still interested and then when i responded to the text they didn't respond back Mm. so i wanted to be a poll worker I don't think that's going to happen because there's a training that's supposed to take place that I've not done. And we're like three days from early voting here in Texas. Greg Abbott's trying to suppress however he can, you know, and I feel like that's everyone people putting out that call for poll workers. Like that's just, they're going to find a way to Mm. finagle that too. However, they. I did consider that. I did consider because that. So, it, but they've they've been diligent. Like power the polls. They're the ones who text me. And I think they called me last week to make sure that my local um voting commission or whatever it's called had reached out to me. And they had. I filled out the paperwork with them, but I've not heard back from them. So I don't know if there's maybe another step I should have taken before now. I feel like it's too late now, um, but I'll I'll be voting if I could still work election day. That'd be great. Most I was unavailable for a lot of the early voting days just due to other conflicts. Sure. So maybe that's why they were like pass on her because she's only going to be able to work a few days. Right. But again, I'm still available. I'd still like to be contacted. But yeah, get out there and vote, people. Vote for Biden. Like I'm not. I'm going to be very. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not just saying vote. I know that everybody's saying vote. You know, when you hear someone say vote, they're saying vote mm-hmm. for Biden. That's what they're saying. They're trying to right, right, right. They're trying to skirt that, but they're saying vote this clown out. No, like I've said many times, if you've listened to this podcast at all before today, you shouldn't really question where our politics are. No. So, yeah, no, we're definitely voting for We are not apolitical. We are not, uh, oh, I just need to hear votes. We don't need to hear both sides. We Mm -mm. understand what's at stake. 
and it's democracy it's 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 everything and uh mm-hmm. and we need to i'm not saying it's going to be a perfect fix but it's a start and that's what we need so i like i really like the meme that i've seen going around it's just, it's based off of someone's tweet but it's like maybe Biden is just that nice guy you date after a really bad relationship that was really abusive. And he's just OK for now. Like you just need that bridge to get to something better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's how you have to think about it. This is just that rebound relationship yeah. where you're going from something really shitty that didn't work out yeah. to something hopefully better in the future. Yeah. So. And, and no one, and, no one wants to vote for Joe Biden. Like, like, no one wanted Joe that's Biden. That's like you would be in that sort of relationship. I fully expect all of you to be traumatized and suspicious of everything <laughs> nice and good that he does for you, for this country. You're questioning it. You're looking for all the holes. That's just what you do when you've been with somebody that's been terrible to you for a while, right. and then someone—that's the baggage—trying to take ten thousand dollars off of your student loans, and you go. Are you cheating on me? Like, what's, what's the catch? What you, yeah, what's, what's the catch? Like, I don't. What are you trying to get? What's this manipulation? Just, just, just accept it. Let yourself be loved. Accept <laughs> the love of you believe you deserve, America. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Snaps. <laughs> oh goodness, that's funny. <laughs> I I wish that I hadn't had already paid off my student loans. Oh, so you know I understand that effect, and if he does this they will be gone <laughs> please Joe <laughs> that would be so awesome yeah I, I I had to get mine paid off it was giving me too much anxiety so that's just my own personal thing mm-hmm. but hopefully for the rest of you I don't begrudge anyone else getting that ten thousand dollars good for you yeah I would like a rebate check, maybe. That'd be nice. Can I get a rebate? I don't know that they're going to do that. Like, if if I've paid it off within the last five years, can I get a portion of that back? Like, I'll take five. I don't need the whole ten. They're going to need all the money that they can to even be able to do this. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's a lot of places you can get that money if you try. You don't even have to try that hard. Just, you know, don't buy another tank. Or an airplane for the military. Well, he's not going to Just do one that. less. I don't think he's going to do that. One less. Well, one can dream. But anyway, mm. moving on. What are you drinking, Sydney? Well, I was drinking um, a, a white Malbec. That's right. They do make white Malbecs. All my winos out there. Um, I think that the vineyard is in Fort Worth. Nick suggested this. It's actually really good if you don't like... I don't usually like Malbecs when they're red because I don't like smoky. It's one of the reasons why I don't like... uh, What's the smoky tequila? Uh, You're asking the wrong person. Smoky tequila is... Well, there's a smoky tequila that I don't like very much because it really tastes like you got liquid smoke in your mouth. So that's what the red Malbecs taste like too. They kind of taste too smoky for me, but the white ones are about, it's like a light smoke and it's mostly like bright and citrusy. It's very good. I'm drinking it in a very tiny glass because I've broken all the glasses in my house. Don't ask how or why, but 
Um, no, we're we're gonna ask how and why. Why have you broken all the glasses? Because house? sometimes I'm walking around, I just woke up or I'm about to go to sleep, I bang my leg into the coffee table, there's a glass there, it falls over, it breaks, and then I gotta get the dust buster. Or I turn around too fast <laughs> because I heard the phone or something. There's a glass on the counter, elbow hits it, it falls over, it breaks. I put it in the sink, it clangs up against one of my pots, it breaks. I only had six wine glasses. I feel like I've broken all six during this quarantine. Mm. And, um, and now I just have one single champagne glass and one tiny glass, which I think is also for champagne or dessert wine. So, okay. Um, so please, please send Sydney some replacement. I would appreciate stem, it. Stemless, just, stemless just wine glasses. Go to Home Goods, right? And just find me one. You know how they sell one wine glass? Just go get me one of those and bring it to me. <laughs> well, I'll have to. I'll have to give you the one of the boozed wine glasses that our friend Kate sent. Please us. do. I, I'll, I'll use. You'll, you need one of those. Yeah. Maybe I should be using it's, plasticware at this point. Honestly. It's stemless, so that I feel like the center of gravity is more. It's lower. It's lower. You'll less likely knock it over. Hopefully, like I <laughs> no said, promises. And if you guys want to send me plastic, that's fine too. I I just I don't want to get glass in my foot. I do a lot of bleeding in here too. Sometimes from oh god breaking things or cutting things too quickly. So okay. What are you drinking? Uh, when I'm here, <laughs> so I am at the end of my whole thirty experience at the time of recording this, and so I try to do something without a lot of sugar. So I have taken a few shots of Patron Silver uh, Tequila, which is fairly foreign to me. I don't, I don't really drink tequila regularly at all i only really typically drink whiskey or ciders and it is a different experience i'm finding out so it's a little odd i don't know that i enjoy it well cheers cheers to you cheers to you welcome to the creepin it real show Okay. Well, after all, all of those shenanigans, after all of those shenanigans, it's But after all those shenanigans happen, your one-stop shop for weird news, spooky, otherworldly, and paranormal shenanigans. After he returned home, Taylor, I heard about this. Taylor immediately murdered his wife by ripping out her eyes and tongue, then tearing off most of the skin from her face, finally strangling their pet poodle. Police found Taylor standing in the street naked and covered in blood, shouting, It is the blood of Satan. We'll take a dive into what's going on in creepy pop culture. Backing up a little kind of got to me. I don't know if y'all have seen Cabin Fever. That one's so good. Yeah. yeah. And they, they have all the rashes, you know, on their skin. And at some point, the guy goes and puts Listerine on his dick after he bangs a girl that has... Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, put the Listerine on that. it. He'll be fine. <laughs> Find the Creepin' It Real show on your favorite podcast playing app. See you on the flip side.
So Camille, what are we going to be talking about? All right. So I know I told you originally that I was going to topic, I was going to topic, I was going to talk about aliens, right? But I've changed my mind. I figured since we are in spooky season, that what is more spooky than a classic haunted house? How do you feel about haunted houses, Sydney? I do not frequent them. Ever since Fright Night at Six Flags, and then that fucker came after me with a chainsaw, <laughs> uh, oh. I was done. I was done. Okay. So. Valid. And that is very valid. I hear they're putting live bugs in some of them now. I'm not into oh. it. I'm not into it. I don't need that. Oh, no. Yeah. No, thank you. Roaches. Okay. Oh, why? For the fear. That's too much. Yeah. That's just too much. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, this haunted house very gratefully does not include roaches. So, Good. I mean, there there might be some. It's an old house. Just naturally, you might get bugs. But they don't purposely put bugs in the house to scare you. Good. So, thumbs up. Thumbs up for that. Today, we are talking about the Whaley House. The Whaley House. Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard of the Whaley House? I have not. You're in for a treat because the Whaley House is allegedly the most haunted house in America. Now, okay. If how do you even quantify something like that? Like it's got uh, the the gross capacity of ghosts. I think that it's more so like the frequency of reported encounters with uh, the supernatural while within the house. Right. So it's definitely amongst the top 10. Some people say it is the most haunted house in America or maybe more specifically just in California. But this is a house that has over 2,000 reported uh, sightings and or experiences or occurrences of something strange and supernatural in it. So a little background. The Whaley House is named for its owner and builder, original owner and builder, Thomas Whaley, who in 1849, during the gold rush, came to California looking to capitalize, oh, capitalize on the the gold rush that was happening at this time. So he started a store and it was a hardware and woodworking store that also did mining equipment and like all the mining tools that you needed on consignment which is basically like I guess kind of like the company's store like you lend you lend it out they have to pay a fee blah 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 I don't know so but it was very very successful so so successful that he was able to establish a separate store his own store on Montgomery Street and erect a residence near the bay And that lasted until about 1851 when an arsonist burnt it down. (laughs) So after the arsonist burnt down his store there, he went to what's referred to as Old Town San Diego. And he put up a bunch of businesses around that area. And he did so well that he was able to go back to New York where he was from and marry his 
his sweetheart, which was like this young French woman named Anna. And he came from a very like prominent, his family was like people were people who came over on the fucking Mayfair, basically. They landed in Plymouth Rock. The Mayfair? He had relatives who, isn't that what it's called? Mayflower. Oh, Mayfair is that shopping, the furniture store. That's Wayfair. I've heard it both ways. Anyway, uh, (laughs) you are correct. It is Wayfair. (laughs) Whoops. But anyway, he marries his childhood sweetheart or his sweetheart, Anna, and they return to San Diego where he sets up a general store And eventually he purchases the property of the Whaley House in 1855, I believe. Um, Now, this property, however, had been the site of a rather infamous occurrence. And that was the hanging of a man named Yankee Jim Robinson. So Yankee is like a nickname. His name is James Robinson. And they called him Yankee for some reason. I don't really understand why. But Yankee Jim Robinson Robinson was hung in 1852 for the crime of grand larceny. So a little background on old Yankee Jim here. He and two other men were uh, hanging around the mining camps and they eventually started like stealing from the various mining camps. They took whatever they could. They murdered them. They robbed them. Allegedly they took gold and other trinkets from them, but he was never really punished for any of these things. Like back then, you know, unless they caught you literally in the midst of the crime, there was very little, I feel like they couldn't prove you did it, you know, possibly. This was the eight, 1800s. What? There was no forensics. So um, he, he basically, him and his little band of robbers went along doing whatever they wanted. And he was also known to be a very large man. He was said to be six foot five almost. So he was just a very big, imposing man in a time where guys really weren't that big and tall. So it's kind of a guy you really didn't want to fuck with. So him and his band went around stealing things and everything was going fine until they tried to steal a boat. Mm. And they stole the boat that belonged to a guy uh, named Joseph Stewart and Enos Wall. And there's two different stories. Either they tried to steal the boat and failed uh, or they stole the boat, but it was returned or found a few days later, uh, a few days later without any damages or anything. So that basically the guys got their boat back either way. They arrested Yankee Jim and his cohorts and they put them on trial for the theft of the boat. The trial led to Jim being convicted and sentenced to hang, which for stealing a boat seems a little steep, a little bit of a steep punishment. But allegedly he had other crimes under his belt, so I guess he was just a menace to society at that point. However, his other two 
co-conspirators only got like a year in jail. Hmm. So I'm not sure why they really had it out for Jim in this case, but they did. So he was sentenced to hang. He hung. He was hung. Uh, It said that since he was so tall, that instead of the gallows, the gallows were too short. So instead of his neck breaking, like you want to happen with a hanging to make it quick and less horrible, he just strangled to death for like 30 minutes uh, in front of this crowd because people loved to gather and watch a hanging back then for some reason. It was the thing to do. And yeah, it was kind of a disturbing occurrence to everyone involved. But this was the land, this happened on the land that Thomas Whaley ended up buying. And it said that he either, he knew that it had been the site of a hanging, but he wasn't a superstitious guy, so he didn't really care. He didn't pay any attention to the fact that this had been the site of a a horrendous hanging incident. So he's, he went there, purchased the land, and he built a nice two-story brick home. And in that home, he established a general store. So by 1858, uh, Thomas and Anna, they had three children. There was Francis, Thomas, and Anna. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Thomas died when he was only about a year and a half old from scarlet fever in the home. And then in not too long after someone set fire to the business. All of this grief spurred him to like pick up the family and move to San Francisco. He was like, screw this place. We're going to move. In San Francisco, he started another store and they had three more children, George, Violet, and Corinne Lillian. But in 1868, there was this major earthquake in San Francisco, destroyed their house. And because of that, all they had left was the brick house in San Diego that they still had hold of, still had claim over. So they just moved back to San Diego into the original Whaley house. He sets up a store again. And for some time, there was like different things happening in the house. They lived there. But they also allowed a theater troupe to operate out of the front upstairs bedroom. And they also let the county courthouse use one of their bedrooms for a while and then use additional rooms upstairs as storage. So you had people living there while also having a literal courthouse doing, you know, handing out cases and punishments for crimes, and then a troop of theater people, which all seems <laughs> very weird for those things to coexist around the same time of each other. And also just kind of like we've talked a lot about how certain places just end up holding a lot of emotion. And we've talked about how a theater is a place that holds a lot of emotion. So is like ripe for a haunting mm. Well, that kind of seems, I feel like if you also include a a, a courthouse where people are being sentenced to death, potentially, you're kind of asking for a a lot of... Perfect storm. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, you're at, you're asking for a lot of potentially negative energy to be hanging around this home at some point. Um, so kind of during between like 1875 and 1879, 1880, the family wasn't doing very well. Like the stores were struggling. And those things you're assuming happened just because of the nature of what was going on in the house. It was just, they just fell on hard times. They were relying on uh, the finances of a relative to kind of make ends meet. And that's kind of like the only thing you kind of hear about it until about 1882, where two of the daughters get married, Violet and Anna. They get married and Violet ends up marrying a man named George who, for whatever reason, it just ends up being a terrible marriage, right? So they end up getting a divorce, which in the 1800s was just like completely taboo. Mm -hmm. And all of the shame of having and humiliation of having had to have this divorce causes her to sink into this really deep depression. Mm -hmm. So bad that in 1855, she kills herself. She shoots herself in the heart. She shoots herself in the heart? Yeah. The story goes that she was just so distraught. You know, uh, she spent a lot of time in her room and she was seeing a doctor to try to help her get over it. Um, And like between 1884 and 1885, she was just really trying to deal with this depression that had uh, overtaken her. But you know, in August of 1885, she couldn't take it anymore. Story says that she goes to the backyard and there's kind of like a storage house out in the backyard or an outhouse in the backyard. And in there is where she takes a gun, points it at her chest and she shoots herself. And according to the legend, her father, Thomas, finds her outside in the storeroom brings her inside to the main house and after about 10-15 minutes she ends up dying there in one of the rooms of the house now after this event Thomas once again tries to move the family he moves them into a different house he tries a new business he works with various partners and you know, again, he's just having kind of this, again, multiple businesses, some doing well, some others not. But in 1888, he dies in that house. In the new uh, house. In, in the new house. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, he didn't die. He, he ended up dying in 1890. He retired in 1888 because his health was very bad. And then in 1890, he ends up dying. So after his death, the family really has nowhere else to go except uh, that other house. So a, a few years later, almost about, well, a little while later, they had still had the Whaley house and they, they fallen on hard times. And in 1909, they go back to the old brick house. Mm-hmm. They restore the house. And now you have about five family members living in this house. You have the widow, Anna, you have, Two of the daughters, you have George and one other person. I don't know if they were a relative or like a husband or something. But in 1913, Anna dies inside the house. 
1914, Francis dies inside the house. And then the last death of the Whaley family is Lillian in 1953. So you have this entire family basically dying within or on the property of this one home or nearby Mm. within the span, you know, between the late 1800s to 1950s. Mm. And before that, of course, you have Yankee Jim who was killed on the land and who knows who else may have been killed on that land prior to that. So you kind of have this setting, this prime setting for some, a lot of energy, a lot of yeah. energy, negative energy potentially being on this property or in this home. Yeah. So now we can get into some of the spooky things that have happened in the Whaley house since the death of of the Whaley family. Okay. And I'm Vanessa. And And we're we're a Tap on the Wrist podcast. Every week we bring you a new history story with an alcohol twist. The stories you didn't learn from a textbook. And for season two, we're focusing on Al Capone and the Chicago Beer Wars in an eight-part series. We'll be discussing origin stories, prohibition, mob hits, and political scandals. Not to mention a deep dive into the man Capone himself. Make sure you subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of season two. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at a tap on the wrist. So grab a drink and come along for the ride. Cheers. The first ghost that we're going to talk about is the ghost of Yankee Jim. So again, Yankee Jim was hanged in the gallows on the site where the house still stands. The house is still there. You can actually go take a tour of the actual Whaley house now in San Diego. Um, Thomas Whaley, again, not a very superstitious person, but some of the people who lived in the house, some of the Whaley did say that they would hear footsteps moving throughout the house. And Whaley described them as sounding as though they were made by the boots of a large man. And just based on the history that they knew about the home, they kind of attributed to Jim Robinson, Yankee Jim, Mm -hmm. as being these heavy footfalls that they were hearing. Some of the visitors since then to the home, they've also heard that, you know, those strange, heavy walking footsteps, strange noise, and that they've seen windows fly open. Members, uh, visitors, I should say, visitors who have visited the house say they've encountered Thomas Whaley himself. Mm. And he has appeared to both small children and adults. He's appeared in some, allegedly in some photographs. And one of his signatures when he appears to someone or makes himself known to someone is you will smell cigar smoke. One kind of notable story is that there was a sheriff, a police sheriff or chief of police who came to the house on a tour. And he made kind of this big deal about saying he didn't believe in any of this stuff. He didn't believe in ghosts. He was an atheist. 
He thought it was all bullshit, blah, da, 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 da. And while he's making these like grand statements to everyone who's also on the tour with him, he starts to choke on, on what he says later smells like cigar smoke. Mm. And other people on the tour said that they smelled cigar smoke suddenly. And it was so bad that this guy, he's like coughing and choking. He ends up having to go outside and he's having this full on coughing fit outside. And the people who remained in the house were like, no, we all smelled the cigar smoke. You didn't see anything, but there was this heavy, heavy smell of the cigar smoke that lingered in the air. Wow. Some reports of hearing a baby laugh or small child laugh and cry within the house. So you have, you know, Thomas Jr., the baby who died at 18 months of scarlet fever. He's reported that that that's who you're hearing is his small laughter and crying uh, occasionally in the house or little little footsteps you'll hear. Not the big heavy ones like Yankee Jim, but just small, tiny baby footsteps. Oh, God. <laughs> I think like kid laughing is probably the scariest sound. <laughs> That is one of the creepiest things. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You, you, any, any movie, any spooky movie in which children are involved yeah, is just like always... Pet Cemetery, oh, Children no. of the Corn. Yeah. 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 You, you, no good. No good. Um, another ghost or specter that appears frequently is that of Anna, the wife, the matron of the family. She is seen in some of the downstairs rooms or in the garden. You'll sometimes hear piano music playing mm. if she's believed to be around. And what is accompanied with her is the scent of lavender, which is said to be a, a perfume scent that she wore very frequently while she was alive. Mm. So guests to the home will say they smell lavender suddenly, especially in the upstairs rooms. Or the downstairs rooms, that is. Uh, you'll be walking by and you'll just get this strong whiff of lavender. There was also a report of another police officer, a different police officer. They received a call from someone saying they saw someone on the property, a woman crying. And when they responded, the woman was in the backyard and she was crying, sobbing heavily. And when the officer asked her if she was okay, what was wrong? She looks up, kind of giggles, and then disappears. What? Yeah. And this was a story that allegedly the police officer didn't report until he retired. And that's believed to be uh, the daughter uh, who, who killed herself. Oh, man. Um, she, it's also been said that the rooms that she frequented upstairs while she was in mourning, while she was, you know, undergoing this depression is you'll you'll feel a sense of sadness and a sense of like mourning and a deep heaviness come over you while you're in the room that was hers wow so essentially the whole family is haunting this house yeah it's it's pretty much the whole family at this point seems to have some presence in the house in one way or the other um, but it's not only the family because people have seen a, a, a woman or what appears to be a woman in these long skirts. Um, she's very small statured. 
She has a cap on her head. She has very dark eyes. And for some reason, they say she has like gold hoops in her earrings or her earrings are gold hoops. Mm. And where the courthouse was, they say they see her there a lot. And she's usually just like staring there, uh, standing there, staring out at someone. Uh, or she she makes the room feels cold. Or there's just, again, that kind of feeling of something uh, evil or a malevolent presence in the room where the courthouse was. Mm. So you potentially have someone who was on trial, a female who was on trial in the courtroom at some point, perhaps sentenced to death, who is now hanging around this room that was used as the courtroom. And I was watching uh, the, the, the web series BuzzFeed Unsolved. Mm. Have you seen that before? Is it online? Uh, like you can find their videos on YouTube or Hulu. Um, but it's like the two guys from BuzzFeed and they do a whole bunch of like unsolved mystery type or hauntings type stuff. Mm. But they went to the Whaley house. And while sitting in the courtroom area, uh, one of the guys, he ha- they both had flashlights with them. And they're sitting there talking. Nothing's really happening. And then all of a sudden, one of the guy's flashlights just goes off. Oh, wow. And he starts clicking it, clicking it, clicking it. Nothing's happening. And his partner, the other guy with him, is like, well, is it the the battery? Like, the battery could be, the battery died, right? He's like, no, I don't think it was the battery. It's... Hmm. And his flashlight just doesn't turn back on. And then not long after that, the other guy who is sitting in the corner where they say they see this female spirit, this female apparition, he starts to say that he's starting to feel sick. He's feeling like this weird presence around him. Mm. Like the temperature starts to feel a little off. It got a little colder. So he's having all these sensations at the same time. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, So then you're also... People have also seen a young girl. No one really knows who she is. She's um, just kind of seen walking through the the building. She walks from one room to another and sits in a chair. But uh, at some point, the Whaley's were renting this out as a boarding house occasionally or sometimes, um, I think sometime between like 1953 and between when they set up as a historical site, they might've been renting it out. And so this could be any random spirit who might've lived at the house at any time, maybe or maybe not died while living there. Hmm. Uh, There's also a couple of psychics have also said they've seen ghost dogs a ghost dog roaming the property. What? <laughs> so it's like a little fox terrier and he'll like run around the dining room and down the hallways. Uh, he's an apparition. And it's said that the Whaley's did at one point own a dog. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's like... <laughs> They're just still living there is what it sounds like. And also some other people who have either been killed there or maybe sentenced to death in the in the case of the the lady from the courthouse. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's a lot of spirits. 
yeah, it's there's a lot of little stories like that. And uh, I think, again, they've said there's been like over 2000 reported incidents of some sort. There's one story where a worker at the house, this is when it's already set up as like this tourist destination, because that's pretty much what it is. Now it's this tourist destination. They do haunted tours or daytime tours, whatever. Mm-hmm. And as he's locking up for the night, the guy, he's setting the alarm or in the process of setting the alarm and he hears someone whisper in his ear, why are you here? Oh, man. And it freaks him out to the point where he just runs out of the room. Mm-hmm. He leaves the house and he doesn't even finish setting the alarm, which causes the alarm system to go off. Mm. And therefore the police are called. Right. So now you have a police officer who shows up, and when he arrives, he says he sees a woman in a green, old-looking dress. She's there. He asks her what she's doing there, and then she disappears. <sighs> and that's believed to be the spirit of Mrs. Whaley. Um. They've also reported, people have reported hearing vaudeville music, which would kind of link to the theater right. that was running at the time they were living yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they also had a, a theater. Right. Um, yeah, so just a lot of, even when they were doing renovations on the house, the builders were hearing things. They were seeing things. They were getting those scents of lavender or a sense of cigar smoke and just things that they couldn't explain any other way. Hmm. Um, there's also a few few reports of like lights turning on and off, uh, crystals inside of the like lamps and chandeliers swinging without any wind or anything touching them. So kind of like your classic spooky haunty types of things. Yeah. yeah. But all taking place with within this house. Um, There's very few, um, there's like only one really, there's very few kind of like severe and dangerous encounters that have been reported where like someone's been physically, physically hurt. Mm. Um, A lot of people, a few people have like heard things saying, get out or again, like, why are you here? Um, then there was one where the allegedly about where the location of the old gallows would be if someone was standing in that spot they would end up with red marks across their neck that's scary and they don't necessarily they don't necessarily feel anything but the story is like one of the stories is there was a girl and they were coming up or down the stairs where the gallows were alleged to be. Mm-hmm. And at some point, her the person who was with her notices that she has this like red line going across her neck. And just totally, totally unexplained, freaks them out, mm-hmm. of course. And then they, they want to leave. Uh, some people have heard shouts, heard yells, heard like people were being thrown down or falling down stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just kind of those classic, I guess I would call them house haunting things. Bumps, bumps in the night. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I thought you were about to say that when they stood there, they felt the sensation of that they were choking or something. That would be that horrible. Yeah. I mean, the red lines, the red marks. Now, has there been have there been multiple uh, cases of that or just that one girl? There was really I mean, they're only noted the one. Mm-hmm. Um, That doesn't mean that there's not I mean that's just what this one website I could only find like that mentioned in one place so is that where they said that it happened. sounds like if you go to this house you're very likely to have some sort of uh encounter like it's it may right. it might be very light like the smell of cigar or smoke or lavender or something like very very light like you could you could write that off or go oh yeah definitely smell I smell cigar smoke or something like that, but mm-hmm. you're probably going to, I wonder what the, um, the worded criteria, like what, why some of the hauntings are seem more, uh, severe than others. Like, like hearing some yeah. hearing voices and seeing aberrations that disappear versus just like smelling something different or a temperature change or something yeah I don't know it might I mean it just might have to be do with whatever the activity level of the spirit or apparition is that day Hmm. Uh, if you want to believe like all things are energy if they have enough energy to do something on a major scale uh you can always, I mean, I, at least with the things like a scent, you can kind of say that's the power of suggestion. Like if someone tells you, oh, and, you know, we always smell lavender here, your mind might make you suddenly smell lavender. Sure. Or your mind might make you suddenly smell cigar smoke. Right. Doesn't necessarily mean it's there. Yeah. So things like that you can kind of write off about the as being the power of suggestion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, since we don't really know what the true nature of ghosts and spirits and apparitions are it's hard to tell what makes them appear to one person maybe some people are more susceptible or open uh whereas others aren't um you know like that one guy who was the complete skeptic he got a big face full of cigar smoke yeah you know and while while you couldn't see it it was enough to make him choke and feel uncomfortable and so like everyone else could could experience at least the smell, if not the sensation yeah. of the the the, the smoke itself. Mm. So um, there's been, you know, reports throughout the years. There is one report where around 2004, someone actually tried to break into the Whaley house in the middle of the night. Um, they tried to break in through a back door they burst the door down so badly that like it could not, it was like completely destroyed, like one of the original doors, I guess. Right. Now, at this point, the house had been outfitted with like motion sensors and alarm, an alarm uh, system, whatever. But in the days that followed, the workers there and the visitors to the house say that all of the experiences seem to be heightened. Like, in spots where it was maybe a little bit cold, it was like super cold. Mm. Cold spots were just popping up. They were colder than they had been before. Some of the the 
other unexplained experiences just were all heightened until the door was actually replaced. And it says that that door also led to the room where the daughter had died in her father's arms. Man. <laughs> but during that time, and then like the burglars came in, but it's not said whether they were able to steal or damage anything else. So then they kind of have this theory that perhaps the ghosts immediately kept him from entering the house more fully or doing any more damage. Like something possibly is just scared this would be mm. burglar away. So they're just protecting their home and kind of maybe even playing some jokes in the, in the meantime. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, kind of to your uh, question earlier, they say like sometimes there are kind of waves, ebbs and flows in the activity. Mm. They say that during the holidays, the activity seems to be really high. And again, that goes back to something we've talked about before where places where emotions are heightened mm. might have more of that energy build or that capacity to hold energy like a theater, like a hospital. Right. Um, so the holidays are typically a highly emotional time. So when you have people who come in maybe to do these ghost tours and their emotions might already be heightened due in good or bad, you know, due to the holidays. Yeah. And then you have these ghosts who I'm sure during the time they lived yeah, or, or, celebrating the holidays. Yeah, or whatever days that they died or something. Maybe it's more right. more activity. Yes. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, apart from that, like uh, apart from kind of like during the holiday season, things being more prevalent. It's, um, you know, day or night, doesn't really matter. It's just when it when it happens, it happens. And yeah. It's very creepy. Very creepy story. That, that is the Whaley House. So how do you feel, Camille, about haunted houses? Like actual haunted houses or like theme park haunted houses? Like actual haunted, either, both. Haunted houses. I I've been in the Winchester house. It was during the day, like a regular tour, so nothing spooky or creepy happened. Other than that, I've never spent time in a haunted house of that sort. I would be open to doing so. I think it would be kind of a neat experience. Hopefully, mm -hmm. I would totally be down to go to the Whaley house and see what happens. Now. Theme park style haunted houses, fuck no. I'm not about that life. I have never been about that life. I do not. I don't like things jumping out to scare me. I don't like jump scares at all. I've worked at a theme park before during the Halloween season. And it was one of my jobs was to manage one of the scare zones, as they called it. And I had about 20 young people working underneath me and they were all dressed up as different types of monsters and ghouly spooky things. Mm -hmm. And there was always one kid who every night tried to sneak up on me and scare me. I did. I do have this kind of thing. Like sometimes when you sneak up on me and scare me, I don't have a outward physical reaction. Like I feel it on the inside, but my outside doesn't show any reaction. So a lot of times he thought he didn't do anything 
and he would always like try harder the next time. Yeah. Sometimes I would see him coming from like a mile away because like my perception was pretty good. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he really did get me though, but I just didn't jump. I think there was only one time where I actually jumped when he got me. Um, but I do remember having to walk through one of the scare zones that was set up with a haunted house. Mm -hmm. And they were like, hey, before we open, can you do a walkthrough, make sure nothing's in the way, da, 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 da. Now, mind you, it is like two in the afternoon, All right. sunny day. I start walking through this empty, completely empty, haunted house, makeshift haunted house. I freaked out. I got so paranoid. I thought something was around every corner. I practically ran through it. When I knew, logically, that there was nothing in there to get me. Yeah. I, I also helped a local theater build a haunted house. Mm -hmm. And while building it, I got freaked out. Like I was literally painting the walls it, in fake blood and it still freaked me out. So I don't like haunted houses at all. I think it's all. kind of the notion. It's, it's, a, it's a very like uh, popular scary movie setup to where like even them just asking you, hey, before we open, can you walk through? Like that's, that's when the main character gets sliced. Like you <laughs> try to check this empty haunted house and then the scream mask guys in here <laughs> and he gets me you know jason's in here while i'm painting blood on these walls mm -hmm. okay we're, we're taking off for the night are you gonna just lock up sure i'm just gonna finish painting this blood right you know that's that's <laughs> so i, I that's what I it think is. it's logical for you to have been a little nervous about just like that kind of the potential. Yeah, for there there to was happen. a potential for something that wasn't supposed to happen to happen. Right. Yeah. I do remember I did go through a some so-called haunted house once in high school. These people in our neighborhood in our subdivision had set up their garage and part of their house on Halloween night to act like a haunted house. And I mean, they did like all this draping in their garage. They created like this little pathway that worked through their garage and then into their like kitchen and living room and then out their front door. So me and my friends at the time, we were like, oh, let's do this. And I was like, guys, I really don't like haunted houses. I'm so scared. And they're like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I was like, okay, fine. So we like walk in and we are pressed up against each other like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like we are stacked on top of each other back, like front to back, like just squeezed holding on together for, for dear life and we start making our way through and the very first person to jump out at us we screamed we all take off running and mind you this is a garage so it's not like it's miles of running space like we probably only got a few feet before the girl in front of me slipped on one of the drapes that they had coming from the ceiling. Yeah. She slipped, she slid and we all follow. It was like dominoes. We all followed her because we were that close together. Yeah. And we slid across the floor and we slammed into their washer and dryer. Oh my God. <laughs> and knocked it like completely off kilter. And we were more afraid of getting in trouble for fucking up their washer and dryer yeah. than we were of the actual 
haunted house that we just booked it through the rest of the house and ran out the front door. And that was probably the first and last time I have ever voluntarily walked into a haunted house. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, yeah, that's the risk you take when you set up a haunted house at your actual home. In your house? (laughs) Yeah. I just, I always think about that uh, episode of New Girl where Nick goes into the haunted house. It's their Halloween episode. I think Prince is in the episode too. And Nick goes into the haunted house and someone jumps out at him and he screams like a girl and punches the person in the face. And I was like, that would be, that's me. Yeah. That's a hundred percent me. Yeah. I mean, I, when that guy with the chainsaw, cause it was always at the very end. Like when you thought you were done with the haunted house, you're walking out, like you see all the rest of the rides and you see the other people walking and like, I've made it through. And then the doors burst open again. And this dude just comes charging at you full speed with, Mm-mm. I mean, it might have been a real chainsaw just for like effect, because I mean, it sounded like a real chainsaw, and I mean, you just like I just booked it out of that. Mm-mm. Like I'm like we're done with Six Flags. That's it. <laughs> I come to it. Never again. Yeah, fright fest. No, but it's it's too scary. I don't know if they like got rid of that part or not, but. I don't think so. I think they still do that. That's like a major attraction. But there are those haunted houses that they make you sign a waiver because their cast members are allowed to touch you. Yep. A lot of haunted houses, they're like, there's a no touch rule. They can get in your face. They can do that. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you type of thing where they're super close. But as long as they don't physically make contact, you're fine. You can't sue them. But then there's those haunted houses that have upped the ante so much where it's like, we can do almost anything to you. Yeah, I don't want that. And you have to say it's okay. And if you touch our actors, though, we can sue you. No, I can't go to that one. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Mm-mm. I, I carry knives. We've already established. Yeah, you, I'm going to have a weapon on definitely me. Definitely can't go to that one. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah, it, any of those not... that have like, and like I said, now they are putting like live animals and live vermin in these houses now. Oh. And like, we'll drop them on your head or something like that. So. It's I don't know why I, people need to be pushed all that far to be made afraid. I don't know what that <laughs> says about who you are, but um I, it's that adrenaline rush. It's like doing roller coasters, which I also don't do. Yeah, I'm not a big I don't do a roller coaster. I'm not either. a big roller coaster fan either. Um have you ever seen those clips of like people going through haunted houses? Like like it was Yeah. I like I've seen the ones like Ellen shows. There's one, like this girl, she just like keeps screaming, crying, passing out. And her friends are basically like, calm down, like, get up, calm down. Like she was, it did seem like she was doing the most, but it's very funny to watch those videos. I'd be like, no, I need to talk to a manager. I need to get the fuck out of here Yeah, right now. Like, I don't care. Keep my money. I'm not going to sue you. I'm not going to ask for a refund. Oh, I want to be afraid. I've never really been that person. Like, I'm going to go go somewhere and pay someone to be afraid. No, why? Like, an escape room? That's fun. You know, you're figuring something out. You're trying to get out of a situation that's kind of a mystery. I like mystery. Yeah. but That's different. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. But it's like, to go somewhere with the intention of, like, 
being made fearful. It's just never really been for me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like one of my favorite comedians, she has this bit where she's talking about how exactly that, like how seemingly younger generations love horror movies. They love being scared. They they love, you know, going to haunted houses and seeing scary movies. And she's like, that's because they're not yet old enough to realize that real life will scare the shit out of you. <laughs> like, oh, what's this mole? That looks weird. Is that cancer? Awesome. Like, yeah. just it's, there's enough of the real world you that's do scary. That sit and think hard enough about life, and I promise you, you'll <laughs> be terrified. <laughs> you can do that every single day if you need that kind of rush. So, yeah, yeah. Just wait, wait till you get a letter from the IRS. Is what she says. Yep. She's like, that's scary, yeah. <laughs> terrifying. Oh. That was a very good story, though. I don't. I don't know that I'm interested in going to that house. But no, you don't want to go. Where did you say it was again? San Diego. Yeah, we can go there, and we can go to the zoo right after to cleanse the palate. We can go look at some pandas. Oh, man, what if pandas start having ghost eyes? And now I'm thinking about haunted pandas. <laughs> <laughs> haunted pandas. That see how that's way more terrifying. What if you ever went to, you know, don't they sometimes try to make the zoos haunted, like haunted house zoos? I mean, they'll do like, I guess they'll do kind of like a spooky pumpkin patch. I've never known the zoos to go full scary like an amusement park does. I don't think they should do that. (laughs) Because I think, I think screaming and animals don't mix well. No. So I feel like they do like a haunted pumpkin patch for kids, which is like very tame or something. Yeah, let's go to that. Yeah, we can do that. Maybe I don't. I mean, I don't want to choke on cigar smoke, but if we're in San Diego, guess we'll have to go. I think we'd have to. Then you got to take me to the zoo. You have to. (laughs) Oh no problem. I'm all about going to the zoo. That'll be fine. Okay. We might have to go to the zoo the next day because I feel like you want to go to the Whaley House in the evening. Oh, we're not gonna go in the morning. Get it out of the way. No, no, you can't do that. You got to go when there's my, you know, when the witching hours are peak, you have to go late in the okay, evening. So and then the next day we can go to the zoo, cleanse the palate. So now I got to go home and go to sleep after I already just did this and then feel somebody's hand on my face and wake up <laughs> in a cold sweat screaming. They didn't say anything about the spirits following people home. They're all in the house. All right. All right. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Okay. Well, we got to go. To the I wonder thing. what it says. I wonder what it says about me that I'm okay with this kind of haunted house and not the fake kind. Exactly. Because the guy with the chainsaw hopefully isn't going to actually try and kill you. He's really just trying <laughs> to make you pee a little bit. But <laughs> but Yankee Jim might be out for blood. He might be. I didn't do anything to that guy. Hmm. But now they got people traipsing through their house and they maybe they do want to know what are you doing here? Why are you here? You're probably going to get haunted by the theater people. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I'm here for the booze. (laughs) The booze, like like the ghosts (laughs) or the booze, the drinks? Both, like the name of our show, which embodies both. Uh, Yeah. 
Yeah. You get it? I, you get it? Oh my God. Get is it? that what this means? <laughs> oh! Only took you two years. Finally, it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> you joke, but there's someone out there who's like, oh. Yeah, yeah they might be. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it now. Get it? I get it now. Hopefully not. Uh, uh, just, all, of, all of our listeners are very intelligent people. They are. Oh, well, Sydney, do you have any... I know we're in... We're in the the quarantine times, but are you doing anything special for the spooky season? Um, well, I've gotten, you guys know by now that I play me some Animal Crossing and mm-hmm. uh, I'm getting my island all nice and decorated for Halloween. And I <laughs> bought several little costumes for my avatar so I was a what was I today? I was a I was a convict that broke out of jail, so I had an orange jumpsuit on <laughs> and like a scully, so I looked real tough. You can also oh they've released some um, uh, update where you can change your skin color to like green and blue and pink and stuff. So I'm purple now because I'm just gonna be a zombie for the rest of the month. And, okay. Uh, yeah, you can buy candy and pumpkins and stuff on the island now. So I've been doing that, and I'm gonna start watching some. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna get on Camille's um, movie watching train soon. Yes, our spooky watch party. Yeah, our watch parties, and then I'm gonna come tweet with her and Yay. and watch it, and we'll. Uh, yeah, we we hope the year doesn't get any more spooky, <laughs> but. Um, we, we hope that, that's a word yeah we, we hope you know october can be nice and safe and spooky as always yes what about you good spooky. what's your what's your spooky plans um nothing uh apart from the movie watching i halloween is one of those things where i enjoy it i always kind of hype it up in my mind and it's almost always a disappointment. Yeah, so, just like New Year's for me. Um, yeah, yeah. New Year's is the same way. I mean, so there's usually one person who I know, a friend of mine, who has a party at their house, and that's what I tend to go to. And it's been okay. You know, it's a fun, it's a fun enough time. But before that, I mean, it's just never the amazing, fantastical experience that I think I some for some reason hype it up that I want it to be. Mm-hmm. So usually it just consists, the last few years, it's just been going to their party, their house party, getting way too drunk and just having a good time with friends and people I enjoy. So unfortunately, that's not going to be a thing this year. So since since I'll kind of be alone solo, I guess I'll just watch a scary movie and eat some candy corn and go to bed. (sighs) That'll be that'll be the thing. I'll 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 come bring you some uh some white chocolate. Ooh, yes, please. Probably. I can mix it with the candy corn. Just just don't hate on candy just corn. Keep it Stop separate. it. Just just eat the Stop white it. chocolate and whatever you do with your candy corn in your house is your business. But don't be don't be influencing <laughs> our 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 listeners and like pushing that agenda because I don't know that everybody wants to hear about that. All right. 
Candy Corn 2020. It's like, that is my platform. I'm judging you. I just don't, you know, you don't have to be doing it all in my face with the candy corn. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> That's it for this episode. If you would like to join us for some spooky watching, we are doing a few nights during the week as we can of some of our favorite spooky season watch movies or TV shows. Mm -hmm. uh, There's some classics that we've thrown in there, a couple of new things that we found, but you can always follow us on Instagram or Twitter at boozedpod to see what we're watching that evening and to kind of follow along with our tweets as we watch our reaction tweets. Uh, we recently watched Death Becomes Her and it's still fun. It's still funny. But at the same time, I was kind of like, why is she friends with her? Like, why? <laughs> I don't understand why this friendship has survived this long. This is horrible. This is a very abusive relationship. Frenemies. Dead frenemies. Um, <laughs> this is very accurate. So, yeah. Uh, Sydney, if the people would like to find you, where can they do so on the internets? At Sid underscore N under, under sorry. Very slick. Mm -hmm. Underscore play. Sid in play, like kid in play. On Instagram and Twitter. Um, and if you want to see what I was doing when I was busy and booked, uh, it's at Grandeur Sound on Instagram. Well, I am at the Camille Monet uh, on all platforms. The Camille. The Camille Monet. And uh, <laughs> you can also find the podcast at Boost Pod. And guess what, guys? We have merchandise now. We have merch. We have, we have a website. Now someone's been busy. Me. Um, we have a website. We have merchandise. We have a blog. A blog. Where you can find notes and photos from this episode as well as episodes to come. I'll try to keep that updated as best as possible. I make no promises. But you can find that at boozedpod.com, which is our official website. One-stop shop for everything boozed. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening once again. We appreciate you. Don't forget... Go out and vote. Wear a Please. mask. Please. Get boozed. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Boozed. Our theme was composed by Vincent Parrish. Sound production is done by Sydney Johnson. You can find us on social media at Boozed Pod. That's B O O S E D Pod. If you would like to support the show, please go to patreon.com slash boozedpod to make a contribution. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, get boozed. <laughs>